Hello and welcome to Rose Tinted Review, the show where every week we pick something that we're feeling nostalgic for. We then revisit it and review it to find out if our hindsight is truly 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose tinted glasses. I'm your host, Michael Jerbaz, and I am joined as always by my good friend and co host, Connor O'Keen. How's it going, Connor? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, man. This movie, Last Action Hero. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I'm preaching uh, to the converted. Otherwise, we're gonna have a hard episode. <laughs> we're gonna have a hard episode, my friend. I have some. I have really? some. Uh, I have oh, no. Oh no. <laughs> I yeah, man. I feel like uh, my hindsight. This was one of those first movies that I saw probably when I was like thirteen, fourteen. Um, mm-hmm. when I was around the same time, I saw Dog Sol- I was watching Dog Soldiers, and I was just consuming all this like kind of schlocky action mm-hmm. uh, hero garbage. Just and some of it's great. This was one of the first ones that I watched, and I went. I think this might be a bad movie. I think I'm, or I think I might Oof. not like this. I think this might be flawed on a, on like a fundamental level. Wow. And I, I, I think that's my, that's my hindsight. And I, I'm sorry, but I think Oof. it was 2020, dude. Jesus Christ. Those are strong, those <laughs> that's are strong not to words. Say it's not fun. That's not to say that it doesn't have qualities that I really like and aspects that I find really fun, ideas and uh, things that I, I really wanted to like. I really wanted to like this movie overall. I, I didn't go in like, ah, this is going to be garbage. I was really hoping that I would watch it kind of understanding the humour more or, or with a better uh, point of reference for what it's trying to do and therefore appreciate it more. But we'll, we'll get into it and and I'll, I'll let you know. Like I'm sure you'll. You, it sounds like you'll. You've got nothing but good things to say about. Pretty it. much, yeah. I've got. I, 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 I will probably. I will probably just just give the the yes, but you know, okay. to, to to a lot of these things. This week's and episode will be And there's probably stuff that I'll agree with you on because it's <laughs> it's not a movie. Again, it's not a movie without its uh without its charms. Uh, by no by no stretch. Okay, well that's a that's at least something I can I can deal with. So 1993. Directed mm-hmm. by John McTurnan, uh, story by Zach Penn and Adam Leff, then mm-hmm. screenplay by David Arnott and Shane Black, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Jack Slater, Austin O'Brien as Danny, and Charles Dance as Benedict. Uh, with the help of a magic ticket, a young movie fan is transported into the fictional world of his favourite action movie character. So I didn't see this movie at the time. I mm-hmm. would have seen it later, like you said, probably around the 14, 15 years old. And I just, yeah, I always loved it. Watching it now, I think I enjoy it more than when I was like 15. Wow. I, I just like okay, laugh cool. my ass off. I, yeah, almost nearly everything about this movie I like. I was doing some research, uh, pretty, pretty mixed stuff at the time. Oh, I mean, wholly negative. I was uh, like, the yeah. stuff I was reading was, was very... Uh was pretty scathing to be honest doesn't help that jurassic park came out the week prior that universal no, and, pulled and a uh like a nice arnold schwarzenegger movie it would be shame if someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know um really feels like the fucking masterpiece in front of it so yeah yeah, yeah. that's it, obviously it feels gonna like steal its thunder it, it feels as though the um production of it was quite fraught with difficulties as well um the director about the film's uh, wikipedia Again, we're, we're like going for the, the hard sources here, but um, <laughs> there's a quote by the director saying, initially it was a wonderful Cinderella story with a nine-year-old boy. We had a pretty good script by Bill Goldman, charming, and this ludicrous hype machine got a hold of it. It got buried under bullshit. It was so overwhelmed with baggage. And then it was whipped out, unedited, practically assembled right out of the camera. 
It was in the theater five or six weeks after I finished shooting. It was kamikaze, stupid, no good reason for it. And then to open the week after Jurassic Park, God, to get to the depth of bad judgment involved in this, you'd need a snorkel. That's crazy. Uh... Because, yeah, obviously that's, like, fair enough uh, to have that opinion. And obviously, like, working on the movie, you have a, t- a totally different side of the story. This is one of those cases where I'm like, oh, what, the director said the movie was shit? I politely disagree and like the movie. <laughs> uh, similar to uh, the case with something like Alien 3. Um, yeah, we're, That we're... production was obviously uh, a nightmare as well, and David Fincher didn't yeah. have a good time with it and isn't... Does he t- denounce that pick or...? I think he's not particularly happy with how it turned out. Um, I don't know if he just 100% I mean, I'm sh- shits on it, but that's yeah, the case where yeah. I'm like, okay, people will use the argument as like, oh, the director wasn't happy with it as a argument for why the movie's bad, but it's like, yeah. sometimes I enjoy the movie though. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah I can yeah, see yeah, totally. that they probably weren't making, they didn't, like the end product wasn't what they originally envisioned. But I think that's without the thing here is my that prior they went knowledge into it with an idea should have been or what it could have been mm. or what they were going for i liked the end product without having that bias of knowing all of that other stuff to mm-hmm. it that's, yeah that's yeah. very interesting yeah funny uh, f- funny things uh like shane black getting brought on to do another draft of the screenplay when the movie is a satire and parody of the kinds of movies that shane black was writing like lethal weapon um, yes. and it like pokes fun at the the buddy cop action hero movie genre i really like the way it it pokes fun at it we've talked about it before where it it does it like in reverence for the genre not it's not mean-spirited towards those movies that it's parodying yeah sure. it seems like they have a love for this type of film and that's very demonstrated in danny's character there's also uh, a bit of a reverence for cinema in general and uh, Nick, the old man at the cinema, who mm. is like, oh yeah, sure, I, I like, I run a cinema. I was a projectionist and an usher, but hey, it's still show business. Like we've talked <laughs> yeah. about that, where it's taking part in that world, yeah. even if yeah. you're not the one making the the movies. Hey, you can start a podcast and yeah, totally, to, to, yeah, to participating is that is you're the like participating that, that people, in that that thing. Yeah, get off on. Um, so I like it for all of those those qualities. I think uh, it holds up a lot better than the Shane Black. Scripts of things like 2018's The Predator. The, the, how that movie, that was the autism predator, right? Yeah, yeah. How it, uh, women in the film, people with autism in the film, people who have Tourette's. It's like the representation in that movie is just like fucking terrible. Um, mm. and it's, it, that movie seems like it's written by like a fucking eight year old. It's just like, oh, ha, ha, wouldn't swear words and fucking sex jokes be funny. And this, I feel mm. like it's a way more wholesome aged better. There's nothing glaring about the movie for its time that we can look back now and go, Oh, Oh, that's gross. Now that doesn't, it gives you like a awkward feeling. I think it's a pretty, um, pretty nice film in that regard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it's aged better now than what, it was at the time, uh, the, the Stranger Things aspect where everyone's like nostalgic for the 80s now and they're like making products that are like nostalgia trips back to that time period. I feel mm. like this is a movie that was a satire of all of those action movies in the 80s done in the early 90s and people were kind of over it at the time. Now that it's had more time to breathe and you can be tired of the, the gritty, dark no fun sure. action movies of today and yeah. go, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I I long for a simpler time when you could yes. just have like, the villain doesn't need to be some sort of sympathetic, really well-formed character thing. They can just be a- He can just be villainous. He can just be villainous and 
mm. like cartoony in the way that it's villainous. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, that's cool. That's fun. I enjoy this and uh, enjoy it for that. I think I would agree that it's aged quite well or that it's it's become better with time mm-hmm. um, and with a bit of distance. I, I think when it when it came out, like you said, people were kind of sick of those movies and so having all of those tropes and things that, that they were sick of, essentially two-hour love letter to all these tropes and things that people were tired of, yeah. I can understand why people at the time were like, oh, enough with this, you know, or like, oh, more of this. Like, I, I can understand why people wouldn't have dug it because it is it, it is done with such reverence. It's not, a, it's not a satire. It's a love letter to this stuff. Mm. And I think I would have appreciated... Okay, the, the my, my biggest problem lies within the slapdash kind of approach to the universe and its rules. Okay. And it feels like a bunch of ideas that I really like and then I'm like, yeah, cool, and how does that fit in with the other stuff? And it's like, it doesn't. It it really feels like it's a it's a um there's that wonderful video of Matt and Trey from South Park explaining how to 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 structure a, a story saying that it shouldn't be and then this and then this and then this happens. It should be and there's something like because this happens, this happens, therefore this happens or something. Like there has to be cause and effect and and stuff for people to follow. There has to be like a logic for people to follow. And I feel like in this there's no logic for a lot of it. And and sometimes that's because it's um it's the the rules of that universe dictate that there is that it doesn't operate on on our logic. And then there's times where okay, but this should be operating on our logic, why isn't it? And and ultimately it feels like a bunch of ideas that I really like in principle. It it has elements of movies that we've talked about on this show that I've really liked. But for some reason, none of those elements are completely delivered upon in a way that I find satisfying. So there's there's things where I'm like, oh, I really I want more of this or like, OK, but but see that through. Like, what are you what are you trying to say with this? Like, it feels like it never quite the director's statement about it being kind of slapdash and, and under all this bullshit and that they didn't get to it like it was edited so quickly. It does feel like a, 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 a like rushed, it rings true. Yeah, it feels like a rushed series of ideas. And I was thinking that as I was watching it, I was like, this feels kind of like a first cut or like a very early cut. And then I, I was reading up on it and, and all of the things that I that was sticking out that were kind of getting in the way of me really enjoying this movie, the director said. And and it seems like it, it was it was it's in the thing. It's in its 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 DNA. Yeah, that's I like I can totally understand that. And I'm thinking like, yeah, if it was a different movie and there was something that irritated me, like say James of the Giant Peach, there were so many things that I like liked in concept, but it didn't I didn't feel it delivered on. Mm. And I can be more critical of that and go, Oh, but wouldn't it be better if this happened and this happened and this happened? But mm. I don't know why. For some reason with this movie, I was satisfied with what I got. Yeah. That I wasn't like, oh yeah, like you're, you're right. It does feel a bit more like a first cut than uh, like going back in and really um, putting your panache on it uh, and tightening mm. things up. But for some reason, because that never really like stood out to me, my mind doesn't go wandering and critically yeah, start doing enough. that. I mean, like it's weird. That- you said you said you were happy with what you got, and I think that's ultimately if your mind doesn't go, oh, I really wish this was this yeah then that's 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 fine that's where your mind went like if you enjoyed what you got then you enjoyed what you got and it's funny because it's like i know that feeling for so many other movies Mm. that Mm. i am like that for and this one it's just like a blind spot where i'm just like oh i don't need to be that level of critical maybe it's um i don't know maybe it's just because of how i see the movie is like it's a like a, a child focused comedy like 
fun adventure thing that I'm not like, yeah. oh, where's like where's the the, the the overarching character arc and the this and the that yeah. that works. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see how like the way that you've stated all of that, all of my little points and things where I'm like, oh, I like when it does a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I could understand already preemptively how it's like, oh, is that like the little bits that frustrated and like poked you and were like <laughs> Well, I'm excited to hear them. I'm really they, excited they to cross hear them. Over? Um, let's get into it then and let's see. <laughs> yeah. And I should preface, I should preface, I'm I'm like uh, all of the things that I didn't dig, I can see that they're like, it's all coming from a place of like, I think they had a good idea. So it's not like, I'm not like, this is shit. It's good humoured. My, my uh, the things I didn't like about it or the things that I might say, it's coming from a, a place of good humour. Well, we've talked about that where that can be more frustrating in a sense because you can see that it's like, a, that's a good idea and I like where they're coming from it. But yeah, if yeah. it doesn't, if it doesn't feel satisfying. Is, it's going to end up being, you being like this movie's re- you got to be really positive I'm going to be like bullshit here's how I would have done it <laughs> like <laughs> well it's, it just sounds like it, like the movie's giving you blue balls all the way through with all these little little ideas <laughs> kind of story has, elements kind of that you're has. like yeah yeah uh, is that where it's gonna no but but i think those sorts of movies and i've had this with uh, with a lot of horror movies on netflix where it'll be a cool idea but like the execution is is real it leaves you wanting where i find them kind of just as inspiring as something really good uh if not more so because you you see you can see the problems or you can see where you would have done it differently and it kind of inspires you to have a go because mm. if you if you're serious about uh, about this stuff you kind of in one way or another you'll try and throw your hat in the ring yeah and i usually do it through sketches or like music video stuff but i'll uh, like all of this stuff i've gone that's a cool idea i think i could do i think i could have a go at that to see if i can actually do it better you know yeah it still makes you um it still gives you something to think on instead of like an absolute terrible movie where it's just garbage it's like yeah it doesn't have that so bad it's good fun quality that it was fun and entertaining to watch you just watch something Mm. that's just an absolute turd and you're just like yeah Oh, I just hated every minute of that and I want yeah. that 90 minutes of my life back that I'll never get. Yeah, it's not uninspired by any by any stretch. Absolutely. So I like how the movie opens. I think that the action in this movie when they're doing the, like, look at this action movie, they mm. pull it off well. In mm-hmm. uh, those really so bad it's good movies that we talk about, you, you, you see times when you're like, oh, this is supposed to be the drug lord's house and it's just the director's house mm. and they've got, like, some some random ladies to wear bikinis in the backyard when they're having a barbecue and you're like, this was supposed to be like this lavish, sexy orgy party. And you're like, this is just some dude in suburbia's backyard. Like it doesn't do that. This is a weird swingers party. (laughs) It has the, the budget and the scope to be like, yeah, we get the opening. That's like the, the Robocop is a very similar satire to the dude holding the hostages and Uh Robocop like, not giving a shit about hostage negotiation, just goes in and fucking like glorification of violence, like fucking chucks the guy out the window, that mm. sort of thing. It's got that same thing where there's like the thousands of police cars and he's just fucking in his cowboy boots and his leather jacket, like walking on the tops of the roofs. Mm. You've got the uh, the stereotypical black sergeant that screams yeah, and is always yeah, angry, yeah. telling him off. So-and-so's up my ass, all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. The It's the McBain thing yes it's absolutely the mcbain like this thing, is yeah. this is 100 what mcbain is is doing 
So we get that cool movie intro that's like, yeah, it's like a cool action intro thing to start the movie, but it's Danny skipping school to see the the movie the, the 17th time. Uh, mm. You got that bit of Back to the Future, Marty McFly, Doc Brown sort of thing where he's got yeah, the older, the old, old mentor, older kind, mentor of got, kind of character trope that he's that all the parents are like, oh, he's a bad influence because of science or because of movies. And he's like, no, but movies are great. I love movies. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I really like that that opening sequence. Like you're right, the McBain stuff is 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 funny and it's fun. And like the fact that there's this dude with like a, a cartoonish axe on the roof of this building who's holding a bunch of children hostage. Yeah, it's super and like, cool. And the fact that he like, tells him to drop the gun and he drops his desert yeah, eagle and he's got like, heaps of it. And he's guns. got like fucking fifteen guns. Yeah. And yeah, it's he, a good gag. The, like you said, the stuff that's shot like an action movie parody. Yeah, I, I think that's that stuff's really fun. Like the the sequence where Danny's in school and we get more of the idea that he's this action movie obsessed kid. He's so obsessed that the, he the fa- teacher's talking about Hamlet and, and he falls he asleep imagines, and he like yeah, like yeah he, he imagines, imagines this Arnold Schwarzenegger starring Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, that trailer like that that and it plays out like a movie trailer sort of thing. Or it's like something is rotten in the state of Denmark and Hamlet is taking out the trash. That's really fun. That's that's probably the part of the movie that I laughed the most genuinely at. Yep. Just cuz it was genuinely good. The the like when the dude comes out and he says he goes, "Take thy hand, fair prince." Who said I'm fair? And yeah, yeah, and shoots him with an Uzi. That's funny. That's really fucking funny. And you get that like it's not the Wilhelm scream, it's the really big crazy it's scream. So- <laughs> <laughs> and he it's kicks him through the stained glass window. <laughs> yeah, and like only the stained that, glass window is in colour. Yeah, yeah. And it's got that yeah, really... That stuff's, uh, all, that stuff's all really funny and cr- creative and, and inspired. Like that does a really good job uh, establishing the movie as from the perspective of this young kid who's an mm. action movie obsessed mind. Um, yes. We cut straight from the Hamlet to him watching Looney Tunes at home, mm. which is another good thing to establish, hey... Action movie violence is like Looney Tunes violence and there's Mm -hmm. like a connecting tissue there um, and this is what is in this child's mind. So we're like, we're establishing it to see the the film through the eyes of this child. Yeah. As well as like they, they just chuck Acme everywhere like in the movie as well once we we get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Acme thing's a good gag. I like how the real world is established and shot compared to the the movie world Um, that you've got California, this really beautiful, bright, clean, mm-hmm. uh, glorious action, and then you've got the more, like, dirty, gritty, realistic New York City where we see yeah. that his, his escape into these action movies is because of his his normal surroundings are not a nice place. Like when mm. he's going to sneak out to see the, the test print of Jack Slater 4 and the dude mm. mugs him. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is a not nice place for a fucking child mm. to be held at knife point. Uh, mm. So that gloriousness of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies is like a fun escape for that. Yeah. And we also get to see, like establish what a real police station looks like and that sort of stuff. So then when he goes to the the movie police station, it's like the contrast is more obvious. Totally. I I think certain things aren't, I guess, on the nose enough for me. Certain things aren't made uh, like overt enough for me and certain things we're, we're beaten over the head with. Right. And the stuff that we're beaten over the head with is all from Danny. Yeah. It's all from his dialogue. And I, I and I think this is the, the and, and this part of this is a petty thing. Um, I fucking hate this kid. I ha- I I really don't like this kid. He shits me to death. <laughs> That's fair enough. I annoying child in a movie is always 
like a rough and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't bother me is... as much as other annoying childs in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I know it's that always feeling. Well, like that's the thing. The the he he strikes me as like you've got let's say of stuff that we've talked about previously. We've got two kinds of of kid protagonist in a in a like kind of like wow, you're my new best friend and you're an action hero or you're this, you're that, whatever, fish out of water kind of stories. We've got the kid from We're Back. We've got the kid from Iron Giant. Yeah. That's the scale. Sure. Yeah. Iron well, Giant kid is 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 best is best kid. <laughs> We're Back kid is worst kid. kid. Danny, I'm sorry he falls more into the into the latter category there, I think. For, for me, me, I feel like it's a, de- like it's a dead middle. You think he's you think he's the cent- he's the centrist in this case? He's fence sitting? Yeah, yeah. He's not we're back kid. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. quite that much. Uh, he's not, okay, he's not quite we're back kid, but uh, I think the fact that he's live action kind of makes him a bit more annoying for me. You mentioned the way that the two worlds are shot. Yeah. I feel as though the settings of the two worlds are, are sparsely different. Yes. But the way those two worlds are shot does not change. No, not particularly. You're right. There are certain moments where there are there are shots, like the, the way that the first scene is shot, the stuff where he's like on the roof and it's all like hostage and stuff and it's following Arnie. He's the protagonist. That feels like a, an action movie. That feels like it's shot like an action movie. And there are certain points within the the when we get into the the movie stuff where it's deliberately shot the same way it's shot like an action movie and you go oh i'm watching this action movie take place and this kid happens to be there the rest of it feels like we're watching just a movie like we're, or we're watching unrelated shit taking place within this movie universe yeah it doesn't feel like i, I and this is this is number one on things i would have done different <laughs> i think it would have been funnier and like would have had an established kind of feel and I guess uh, you would infer facts of logic to this fucking thing and people would be able to follow. And and you wouldn't be like a lot of this movie, I'm sitting there going, I'm not going, what's going to happen next or what's happening next? I'm going, what's happening? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And what is that? What the fuck is happening? And um, it would have been funnier if instead of him being in the movie and then it's like focusing on him while this stuff's happening with Arnie and, and they're just kind of interacting, it would have been funnier if it was focusing on Arnie the whole time as though he's still like, it's still his movie and this fucking kid's in the background. <laughs> like the kid, like the, the shot is like, he's like always just like, looks out like of, yeah, a real Arnie movie. Like and there's just a little like, kid like in the background. Yeah. 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 Getting, like it's still a movie. Yeah. You know, it still has rules that we understand. So it, it, when they go into the movie and suddenly like, and we're not given any rules to follow or the things we can grab onto that then, then that they can make jokes out of because you can subvert our expectations or like take our, our knowledge, our presumed knowledge of the genre and flip it on its head or make a joke out of it. Like scream does. There are many missed opportunities for those sorts of jokes. They yeah, do a few. They do a few of those jokes. That's of true. Because yeah, it, it does feel very similar to like a scream for its genre. But I mm-hmm. think that's a fair fair cop. That yeah, scream succeeds better in doing that than this movie does for its genre. Yeah, and because like the the stuff about like the rules in Scream is funny because we know it's the real world and that the rules you know don't apply, but we know it's a horror movie, so some of the rules are going to apply. So which ones are, which ones aren't? How are they going to subvert that? That's going to be fun. Let's find out what's going to happen next in this. This kid keeps going on about rules that we don't. A lot of them we don't see play out, or they don't come back. So we're sitting there going, "What's what's happening? And what are the rules? What are the rules?" He says he keeps saying it's a PG thirteen movie, so this can't happen. This can't happen. He tries to make Arnold Schwarzenegger say the N word, which is I, I think is pretty rough. But oh, you don't know if it was the N word. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are so many. He's literally. Remember, he's like. This is he's like Arnie, say this, and Arnold's like, I don't want to say it. Why? 
Yeah, I get it. Real funny, edgy. You're like PewDiePie. I don't want to say it. There's so many words that you can't say in a PG-13 movie that you can say in like an M-rated movie in Australia. It didn't have to be the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it didn't have to be the N-word. I'm taking the piss. So he, but you know, he tries to get out to say fuck or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and that's and that's kind of funny. I think it would have been it would have been again if they shot it like an action movie. Like he's trying to make the, he's trying to have this scene take place, and this kid holds up this notepad in front of him while he's trying to have like a dialogue scene. He's like. What are you doing? No, no, no I'm not saying that. Because you can't say that. No, it's because it's inappropriate. I'm not saying that. Like it would have been fucking funny. And and when he's like, you know, oh, I'm a kid. I'm a kid in a in a uh, uh, action PG thirteen action movie. You don't you don't or like you know you don't kill kids. Like I can tell you, you're not going to shoot me because you don't. You're a good guy. You don't kill kids in action movies. It would have been funny if they'd used that. Like if later on they'd been like, someone's got to get through. Like there's all these guns. Like this is yeah, this is too much even for me. Oh yeah, and, and then, then he'd be. Yeah. Like he'd been like, wait, I'm bulletproof. It's PG thirteen. I I like I literally can't die. And like running through this thing, getting like even like getting shot or like getting hit by things, but somehow it inadvertently not affecting him. Like some slapstick stuff, some some playing with our again our um the presumed knowledge, the shared knowledge of the of the culture and of that genre. There's just so many missed opportunities. Okay, those are some pretty good examples. <laughs> Thank you, you. You're starting to. <laughs> you're poking holes in the movie. I love. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean to shake your enjoyment of the movie. No, no, no. I get you. I, I think it's. I but think it's right. a very yeah. enjoyable movie. I wish I'd enjoyed it as much as you did. I guess it's because, well, like on a personal level, you are more of a comedy writer than I am. I don't. Mm. I don't look at those gags and go like, oh, what? What if this? What if that? Like, that's your comedic mm. mind churning. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, you're coming up with like, I, I look at it, and someone goes, "This movie could have been way funnier, but like, it misses the opportunities." And I, in my like dumb non-comedic head, go, "No, that was a pretty funny movie. I liked it. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't think of a better joke, and therefore nobody else could." And then you yeah, think of a right. better joke and tell me, and I go, "Oh shit, no, that is a better. That is a better gag." <laughs> I think because it is, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, this is a PG-13 uh, yes. action movie. Yeah. So it, it ends up trying to be, it, it can't do the action stuff to the degree that the movies it's parodying can can do. Like no. it can't go full Die Hard. It but can't I go do full like weapon. that they, they use that PG-13 rating to split up the violence in when they go into New York outside of the movie when people get yeah, shot yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. they that is a bleed cool, that is in a cool new york fact. but they don't bleed in the action movie it's all you know just yeah. like uh, the the fucking house explodes of his favorite second cousin and yes yeah, yeah and yeah. he just like is covered in soot and shit two days to determine yeah that, that is a, that that, that's definitely that's something that they they um uh they capitalize on um but my my thinking is more that because it's pg-13 they have to go the kind of comedy route more yeah. so than the action route and the the jokes just aren't the jokes just aren't my kind of comedy or like i don't think they're that funny mm-hmm. you know i like that it like it tries to do so much and i could see how mm-hmm. that comes off as like it never s- sort of follows up on everything or the rules aren't there because you're like mm. this is an action movie and and this and all this but then they also want to chuck in all of their little references and cameos from other things yeah and the fantasy elements so it's sort of a little bit there's the elements where it's like this is a Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie and this is the plot and these are the tropes of an action movie but then there's mm. also the all right inside this fictional wor- movie world if Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't exist then who was in the Terminator and you go well it's Sylvester Stallone and you get that scene yeah. in the movie yeah. store. Uh, the movie store, uh, 
the the outfit that the woman at the movie store is is wearing. By the way, I worked at Blockbuster for four years, and I can vouch I had to wear the same thing. It was a nightmare. That's the only like realistic. Uh, like female it's the only clothes, realistic thing in this movie. Um, <laughs> woman in the whole movie because when they enter the police station, they're all wearing fucking like leather. Gimp suits yeah, and shit. shit. Yeah. Overly sexualized female hot models, just ridiculously mm. good looking women all over the place. When they enter the police station, you get the the cameos from like Sharon Stone coming out of the police mm. station and also the yeah, T-1000. Yeah, the Terminator. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. And yeah, it does the thing with like the Danny DeVito's Whiskers the Cat animated mm. cat character in it and it's like yeah that's not from those diehard movies it's sort of like they're trying to grab from all sorts of different movie tropes as well as just action yeah. movie tropes and like do yep, it all yep. in one i think it tries to do too much in that because then you go oh shit because at the first scene where we see the like the on top of the roof the the kind of robocop homage and that sort of thing you assume you understand what kind of movie this is and what kind of uh universe uh, Danny's just entered into but then it's this weird like who framed Roger Rabbit kind of yeah. universe where all these characters that like we, we we've never seen an action movie like that yeah this is the first of its kind in that way and so there's no there so then we kind of go okay so my my previous knowledge my prior knowledge of how this should work doesn't apply here so give me something mm. and then they don't they uh, go, look at the fart jokes yes fart jokes you've got that bench where all of the buddy cops are getting partnered up one after mm. another. And yeah, like you say, it doesn't work, but there's like the, when Jack's cleaning out his desk and he's like, you're getting teamed up with the, the digitized colorized version of Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just like the rabbi getting teamed up with the cop. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is the a rabbi, or the rabbi getting movie, teamed up with the German cop. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's like, Crash, you're with the rabbi or yeah, something like yeah. that. And it's like, that's funny. Like there's gags here that are funny. But the problem with them is that they're not uh, working off any established logic. True. So you can't go, oh, that's funny because this and this and this. You can't, like, they're, they're all really surface level gags. Let's talk about our villain because I fucking He's love fun. Charles Dance. He is yeah. so good. He's like charisma that he brings to the role. I just, I just lap up every scene that he's in when Danny just takes him to the house that he saw in the movie's opening and he's like, the bad guys are in there. And then uh, yeah. you've got like your odd ob job reference uh, yeah. guy. I understand you're interested in drug dealers. Yes. Jack, that's him, the henchman on the glass side. Sir, are you a henchman? No, I only go as far as lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's charming. He's very charming. Uh, the glass eyes is a cool thing. He's like the white suit and like the the little tribal tattoo coming out of the neck. Very like yeah. 90s, 80s, like, oh, look, he's so hard because <laughs> he's got a bit of a tattoo coming out of the sleeve of his suit and the neck of his yeah. collar. Uh, he's got a sick, uh, massive magnum gun. that looks like it's long It looks like it's uh, from the, the handle and the side on it. It looks like it's like a sport shooting revolver. It's mm. so massive and big. Mm. I like that he is... Smarter than well, you sort of always have those like the cool lackey that has the the cool character design who is the one that's like the the actual match in terms of physical strength for the the Arnold Schwarzenegger, but then the real villain is this like fat Sicilian like business drug dealer yeah. guy. Uh, I yeah. like that this movie sort of he hates working for that guy. He's smarter than him. Uh, you mm. got that like Back to the Future Biff Tannen thing where he miss miss says sayings yeah yeah uh, he's constantly like you're a fucking moron and i'm gonna mm -hmm. correct you 
I like that he is smart enough to hear Danny Madigan's crazy ramblings and he can figure out that he's in a movie and he's like, well, fuck this, I'm going to. I'm going to become the actual like the main yeah, villain. Yeah, it, it, it makes it makes sense that like someone who is that uh like who has been written to be that villainous and that smart would see an opportunity uh for more power and seize it. Yeah, like that 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 checks out. I think uh and and I said this going off my my uh, suggestion of it should have been or it could have been shot like a, an action movie. Something that could have been cool is if. Or something that would have made the the, mo- the moments where he gets the ticket and realizes that he can get through it, uh, get through the portal to another world, or all this stuff, is if it started out being shot like a thing, but more and more like Danny was having a like a more of an influence. So like a, over time, he became yeah, the yeah, protagonist cool. of this new thing. Or you know, and when, stylistically, and so we when could the, see it get less cinematic as he started poking holes in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that and to the point neat, where it, it comes spilling out and stuff. Once. Benedict gets into the real world, his discovery of how easy it is to get away with petty crimes and there isn't like immediately cops screeching around that's the corner funny. with that's their- really That's really funny. That's really funny. Like, take his shoes. And then yeah. he goes- And when he goes, he's like- Hello? I've just shot somebody. I did it on purpose. I said- I have murdered a man and I want to confess. <laughs> hey, shut up down there. That's funny. That's a good game. That's really funny. Uh, the the role of Benedict was originally uh, they wanted Alan, Alan Rickman. Yeah. yeah to do the that. like the diehard thing. Um, yep. Plus like, you know, with the, the accent as well. Well, like, yeah, Alan Rickman would have been fitting the same way that it. the movie has legs because it's actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not mm. – they didn't get some other guy like a, a like a B-tier Arnold Schwarzenegger that was just a bodybuilder that was like trying to do the same thing that Arnold had done. Like mm. he is that iconic for a reason. And so they – yeah, being able to get him for the movie like mm-hmm. has that lasting power. So, yeah, maybe with Alan Rickman because he was so big in Die Hard, that would have also been a – a big win, Bonus. but I fucking love Charles Dance. Yeah, no, Charles Dance does a great job. And I think that you're right. I like the fact that it is Arnold because then you can, that's something that they can toy with. They toy with uh, his, and that becomes, I'll be back that becomes and stuff. one of the, well, more so the, the the real world stuff later and the, the, the like back 40 minutes of the movie when they're in the theater at the premiere, that's the most entertaining part of the movie. That's when I go, okay, all right, sweet. I'm, you've got me. I'm, I'm on board. Like I'm, I'm entertained and I'm intrigued and, and, and I feel like uh, for about a, a 15, 20 minute window, I understand what's happening and I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah, true. I think that's, that where, that's, I, that's where the film comes that alive. That is a, a strength of the film. That was actually added by Shane Black. The original script never left, mm-hmm. uh, like Jack Slater never left the film. And I think it's so much better for it that it does uh, to give you the contrast and stuff and give you the the little bit of um, the existential like realization that Arnie has when he comes into the real world. And it's kind of like yep. he's been living in this whole world that is an action movie and he's like discovering classical music and he's like, mm. oh, this is really nice. But like he's mm. never been exposed to it because of the movie that he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff's fun. That, I, I that really stuff's like. kind of cool, but again, like it's not, I can see how that's like, they kind of just hint little bits at it. The same sort of yeah. thing where it's like he's tortured by the memory of the death of his child and it kind of sucks that he's like, when he finds out that he's just a movie character, he's like, this is, you've given me these horrible traumatic nightmares for the sake of being entertained. But it yeah, actually they feels never really real follow to me. That. Yeah, they don't, they don't 
fully like that's an interesting idea again full of interesting ideas but none of them are fully realized or taken to a a a a fully satisfying conclusion like that idea that he suddenly this this character has this existential crisis of like oh shit i was dreamt up and i was given these awful experiences and memories uh that's and it's kind of hinted at earlier where he's like i was supposed to just be a cop and i keep getting in these wacky adventures yeah that's kind of interesting, but it's not like it's not explored on. Like he doesn't then have to. Uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't grapple with with any of those things. Really, it's all no, really, really surface level. It's sort of like there's the little bit of uh, like Danny reminds him of his son, and then we he has to relive the roof scene because Benedict goes into Jack Slater three and brings the Ripper back. Yeah. So that we get yep. the sort of the same confrontation. Um, from the from the beginning of the film, it's the aspects of that idea that I find the most intriguing, that I would find the most compelling, aren't explored. Like I like the 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 idea, and it's kind of hinted at where he's where he encounters the real Arnold, yeah. And Arnie's like, "Oh, you're so good at uh, doing you, you're real good me," and he's like, "You know, I don't like you. You you brought me a lot of pain." I like that idea that he resents the guy these that people. plays him, yeah. And stuff like that's that's a fun idea, but it's never really fully explored. And it's a fun idea really... that like Benedict realizes like the way to get rid of Jack Slater completely is to kill the real life actor, and then they can never make sequels of it ever again. And that's like the real way of getting rid of Jack Slater. Like I right. can't ever beat Jack Slater in the film world because it won't let me. But in this right, world, right, I can I can win that way. Okay, that wasn't I I didn't I didn't I understand that that was the thinking, but I feel like that wasn't super well communicated. Maybe I was just hung up. I was still thinking about all the other shit. I was still thinking, yeah. nah, they should have put the, they should have put this kid through the ringer. They should have Danny done X Y Z. Jack sort of talk about it when they find the newspaper that has the crossed out Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I understood that they were going to kill Arnie, but I didn't make the connection. And, and again, I could be there's a little there's a little expositional on, line on that, that that they say that explains it. Okay, okay, um, then I must have missed that. That's on me. Yeah, I like that Benedict is like thinking like, oh, who can I bring back? Who can I like bring into this world with me? And he's going and seeing movies and mm. uh, he has that great monologue at the end where he talks about all of the all of the people that he can bring back and, you know, Hannibal can yeah, cater yeah, it fun. and stuff. That's all fun. There's yeah, that's the one really thing that stood out to me when rewatching it this time, the most stylistically, when, when Benedict kills Vivaldi, it cuts yeah. to like he's like facing the camera and like talking to the camera. If that little turd Daniel Madigan can move through parallel worlds, I can move through parallel worlds. In and out. In, steal whatever I want. And out again. Impossible to catch. If God was a villain, he'd be me. Yeah, and we see the cameraman in the in the yeah, reflection. Yeah, there's a couple of, of little um, like technical things that you can see during the movie. Like there's yeah, uh, a camera shadow on on Arnie at one point as it moves past him. Yeah, there's uh, the the, one of the hydraulic pistons that pops up to sh- to knock the cars flying when the cousin's house gets blown up <laughs> is visible. <laughs> nice. When he plays chicken in the real world. You can see mm. that there's a cable like attached to the taxi cab oh, running down the alleyway. That. It's that's all funny. stuff that like you see in the HD version that you're like, oh yeah, that's that's obvious yeah. that it's there. But that like yeah, him like looking at camera and talking, I definitely like that one is the most conscious that I'm like, yeah, that stylistically doesn't fit with the movie, but I fucking give it a pass because I just like it too much. <laughs> well, it kind of makes sense. I I like that bit just because uh, again we've. He's the he's the big bad and he's smart and cunning. So we can it, it makes sense that he would be able to seize control of the medium he's in. He he'd be able to like 
like pierce the fourth wall. Yeah, sort of well, thing. like like your suggestion of if Danny was like somehow affecting the the actual like shooting style of the movie by yeah. his presence. If that element was there, then. Benedict being able to like fucking take the camera and just be yeah, like being able to master that power. I can like, see where than, the camera is Danny. now. That yeah, would have yeah. been like an even like mind blown. Holy shit! What the fuck moment? Yeah, yeah. yeah and you get right. to have even more that that opens up all these other possibilities because then you've got not only people's assumed knowledge of uh, what do you call it of the action genre, you can apply it to their knowledge of how a film is shot, how a film works. How screen language works, like you could have yeah. fun with, like you know, someone doing something, holding something in a in a in a wide shot, so or, or like in one shot, so that will therefore appear in the next frame or whatever. Like mm. the more and more you're talking, I'm it. just imagining, like, what if Edgar Wright directed this film? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Everything in Scott Pilgrim, uh, like mm-hmm. stylistically, like yeah, the 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 things that he does in that, he could do to this movie. That would mm-hmm. be cool. Got a fucking nice little cameo of Sir Ian McKellen. As death from the seventh seal. I thought that was Syrian. Um Yeah, yeah. And let's let's not let's not fucking gloss over this. All right, this is a plot hole. The grim spectre of death, as portrayed by Syrian McCallan, is walking around New York, tapping people on the shoulder, tapping people. And his powers work in the real world. Yes, yes, they do. Like I think, and this is this is again. This could have been a funny thing if, let's say, they've got the newspaper. There's the newspaper with all the ads for the different movies, mm-hmm. all like crossed out or ticked off or whatever. And they're like, you know, oh my god, and look, he's crossed my face up. And so they run to the premiere. They think it's all happening there. And then when the when Benedict appears on the roof, he's got Hannibal Lecter. He's got Freddy Krueger. <laughs> he's got all these villains. And he's like, you know, get them, boys. Use your powers. <laughs> and they're all like. <laughs> and nothing happens and like they haven't figured out that their powers don't work in the real world yet and they're they're like well this is embarrassing and like and, and having um what's his face benedict being like because he mentions like we'll have a party for adolf hitler <laughs> like there's a dude there dressed there's a there's like they've brought hitler along with it and they're like do something hitler and hitler's like just shrugging <laughs> like like don't look at me. That would be very funny. Like, like, like there's, there's almost just, that there's would be so almost much, jumping the shark sort of moment. But yeah, totally. But there's so much opportunity for those sorts of gags. There's so much opportunity to build to something truly fucking hilarious mm. uh, with this premise, and I don't think it ever quite gets there. There are some. It's 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 fun. It's it's the sort of thing that I think you can watch it without a critical, uh, like uh, without being super critically and uh, analytical of it. And just have fun with it. Like the, well, that's as I was watching, still, yeah, yeah. There were times where I was sitting here, sitting there watching, especially during the 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 climax, where I was like, "Can't things just be fun, Connor? <laughs> yes. Why are you like this? Like my, my inner, my inner." Well, that's the thing. I thought I had a home run going from Batman, um, and and you talking about your love of Looney Tunes. I was like, "This will mm. work. This will work mm-hmm. on him." But uh, no, you're right. It's not just because you're a uh, a sad person that doesn't want to have fun. It's, no, there are there are legitimate like yeah uh, flaws that could be improved mm. on. I admit it. You have defeated <laughs> me, Connor. <laughs> I think this would be a really great movie to watch with friends and to like laugh at the stuff that works, enjoy the stuff that works, vamp on the stuff that doesn't, and and have a have a like. I think it's it inspi- It at least inspires a discussion. It gets your mind working. Um, you can either just consume it as pure entertainment and just go, ah, it's just fun. Or you can take it as an exercise and go, oh, what if they did what this? What, what if they did this? Turn it into a problem-solving thing. Mm. So I think it's still uh, worth a watch. It's still a good, uh, not, not a good movie, but it's still, I, I would still recommend it. I would still, I still say it's, it's worth movie. watching. I'd say good, I, not great. Sure, sure. Okay. 
I would say I would say uh, blessed. It's trying. <laughs> that's that's what I would say. But I like there's heaps of stuff I have fun with. Like I like the the and and a lot of it's the the real world stuff. Like the 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 yeah. guy John Practice. Uh, he's like you know that's the guy who killed Mozart. And then later I was like you killed Mozart. <laughs> like he's like who Mozart. I kill a lot I kill of, people. of people. I, kill, yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. remember. Like that's that's funny. That's a good gag. There's there are good gags. It's a good here. gag, and it's also fun because you go, yeah, he can see that that actor is cast because of he's a villain in other movies. So mm. Danny's able to tell that he's obviously a bad guy when yeah, them yeah. in the movie aren't able to. I think uh, my ultimately what I wish had happened with this movie, and it, it seems like it had a really tumultuous production process, uh, so probably wasn't possible. But in an ideal world, would have been cool if they picked a handful of these ideas and really fucking nailed them, really decided what they wanted to do with this thing. And what I would have liked to have seen is the the way it's shot be more definitively different from how it's shot at the start, like the movie world stuff, I mean, um, and then change and have that be, play play into it. The real world, like when the uh, the characters come out to the real world, I I think that could have there could have been other stuff they did there. Like mentioned before, this stuff they could have elaborated on a bit. Arnold's character within the movie, I think, could have been a bit more cartoonish. Could have been a bit more because he's he's written to do like a movie. A character is written to do these these things, like for the movie to happen, has mm-hmm. to do, has to do these things. Perhaps that moment of realization that he's a character and that you know he he all these things that he thought he was doing of his own free will, like that existential mind blow moment for him could have been more effective if previous to that he'd been a lot more one dimensional yeah and then for him to the come only, in and go oh only i don't movie have to ever be this where thing. it would have benefited a character arc for a character to be one dimensional <laughs> yes to start out one dimensional and then to to realize these not i think and they tried they try to do that but again none of it's because it's it feels rushed none of it's given breathing room none of, it, none of it's given room to sit and to sink in I think, and this is an idea that I like. Again, I I think it, more could have been done with it, but I think the end of him being brought back into the movie, uh, of uh, Arnold being brought back into the movie, the last scene being him like telling the captain off and being like, stop yelling at me. Yep. You're a comic relief character and like tearing him a new one. I think that was funny. That was fun. That was a, that was a nice little arc. For, that's that's kind of the, I guess, the resolution of him realizing that, you know, he's he's he has free will and, and that he can be... He doesn't have to be this thing. He doesn't have to answer to this dude. Mm. And da, 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 da. that's that's fun. I really like the doctor being like, like they've brought him back with his mortal wound that he was just Is dying from in the real world. Straight in the middle of his chest. Straight and the in the like, middle of his chest. I wouldn't even call yeah. this a flesh this wound. This is hardly, hardly a flesh wound. Walk it off, pussy. And just like <laughs> sends him on his way. That's funny. You know, okay, you know, this would have been mean. This would have been mean. But if there was like okay. a, uh, an after credits thing or like a prologue or like a bit afterwards, like, you know, I'll be here forever. And it's like, because uh, what I was thinking is watching this thing where he like, he starts yelling at the captain and he like winks at the camera and or like looks at the camera and Danny's like, he's looking at me because he is looking at Danny somehow. I was like, wait, did this just happen to this reel of this film? Or, or is every this reel of the film? Every reel <laughs> yeah. of this film. And if it was like the the like end, he's like, yeah, I'll be here forever. All the Jack Slater movies forever. More Jack Slater, hundred years. And then, and then it comes to like, wah, wah, wah. like Jack Slater four, the most bizarre movie ever made. Who is this kid? Who is he looking at? Who is he talking to? You know, uh, executives. Uh, dumbfounded uh arnold reportedly doesn't remember saying any of that <laughs> you know no more jack slater or something 
No, sure, I'm happy with that to be the ending of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just put the fucking Jeopardy like... Burr, 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 burr. Uh, God. Oh, dear. That's good. So, again, I had fun with this movie as like a, 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 a action, adventure, fantasy, little boy, fish out of water, old man, uh, mentor, golden ticket... Rubik's Cube. Like, there's so <laughs> many sides to this thing going, like, could this have worked? Um, Did it have to be two different movies and we take all the elements of one half, chuck it into its own movie, and then take all the elements of the other half and make a different movie out of it? I think there's enough. There's enough. It, it kind of does feel like that. It feels like it's got two distinct ideas the movie within the movie and the movie characters in the real world thing. Like, real world in movie, movie characters in real world. Those are two equally fun opportunities there it's it, like they could have done one and then that could be could have been the sequel they could have waited for totally, the sequel totally. to be like oh now they're in the real world yeah yeah now jack's leader's in the real world how do i get here you know <laughs> <laughs> you just like doing arnie impersonations. I, I really do <laughs> i hope you enjoyed this week's episode like like we said it was a little bit little bit different we've never had as big of a disagreement before but then again, I guess... It's a very civil one. Not just civil, but the fact that I think that uh, it's fair to say that I do pretty much agree with everything that you said, that joke you made about uh, putting up a table and holding the cup and say, change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Might have worked. Might have worked. I'm going to have to get, get you a mug, my friend. I think it, it worked in the way that, yes, you've opened up my, uh, like my mind to like improvements of the movie and what it could have been, but at the same mm. time, it doesn't, lessen my movie watching experience for me which is good i good, still enjoy it good you haven't ruined my childhood no and i didn't want to undermine <laughs> your genuine enjoyment of this thing I, like last thing i'd want to do absolutely so often the the conversation is like this is dumb and you're dumb for liking it it's like yeah. no 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 sweetie let's, let's have a civil conversation about it nuance you cunts that's right this ain't a pg-13 podcast <laughs> if you enjoyed this this week's episode you can follow us on the Twitters or the Instagrams or just subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Um, but of course, on Twitter, we are at Rose Tint Review and Instagram, we are at Rose Tinted Review where you can answer the question of the episode. This week, well, Con Connor has outlined the, the rewrites to the script that he wants <laughs> to make it his, um, his ideal last action hero. What, what are the, some of the... Do you, have, do you have gripes with this movie? What are your biggest things that stand out that you like but wish were better in this movie mm. yeah or do you I'd have any insight as to uh as to change what... my mind again yeah uh, do you have any insight as to what uh, the original intention of this movie was uh you know what did the directors and the right the original writers want from this movie that, that it didn't it didn't end up happening i'd be interested to, to hear if anyone's got any factoids that are deeper than just looking on the imdb and wikipedia page that we yeah, do if you've got on. anything that, that falls outside of the reception tab on, on <laughs> Wikipedia for this fucking movie... We want to hear from you. Hit it. me up. Next week, what are we going to do? I think I think one that could be fun to follow this up uh, is it's another kind of, I guess, action, comedy, satire, homage, love letter. Okay. Uh, like the the a, a, more, a more recent one, though, a, a 2009 flick, Black Dynamite. You seen Black Dynamite? I don't think I have. All right, let's do Black Dynamite, dude. Cool. I think you'll have fun with it. Awesome. Yep. Let's do it. Of course, you guys should watch it at home as well before the episode. Mm -hmm. We always recommend to have a bit of context to what we're talking about. 
makes the listening all the sweeter. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Sweet, sweet podcast. Exactly. So join us next time when we find out whether or not our hindsight truly is 2020 or if we've just been wearing rose-tinted glasses. <laughs>